Hello and welcome to Cannabis Grand Rounds, a production by physicians with advanced degrees in cannabis medicine. Your hosts, Dr. Lee Van Oker, Dr. Les Matthews, and Dr. Hal Altman, will offer unbiased medical cannabis education for healthcare providers and the motivated public. Our content is selected with the objective to fully explore cannabis as science and medicine and pledges to reflect current cannabis knowledge with no hidden agenda nor sponsorships. Hi, welcome back to Cannabis Grand Rounds. I'm Dr. Lee Van Oker, and I'm here with Dr. Bonnie Goldstein, a pediatric cannabis physician. And we were talking a little bit about some of the typical patients she has. And um, I saw you in the documentary done by Ricky Lake. I believe one of your patients was in there, a cancer patient. So can you talk a little bit about pediatric cancer? Um, I know we do need more research and a lot of that is going to be dependent on if the federal laws change. But tell me a little bit about your experience with pediatric cancers and cannabis. So that documentary, which is still available on Netflix, was done, you know, quite some time ago and things have changed. Actually, four out of the five children in the, in the um, documentary were my patients. So I treated a lot of children with cancer. Unfortunately, they usually come to me at last resort, uh, you know, what we call stage four, kind of, you know, many of them in hospice. And um, there are now numerous, numerous hundreds of reports of the anti-cancer properties of phytocannabinoids, so the compounds from the cannabis plant, CBD, CBG, THC, and so on. The first report was in 1975, which kind of breaks my heart because that was a long time ago, and we're still uh, in the dark. We don't have uh, dosing. We don't know which cancers respond to which cannabinoids or terpenes or other compounds in the plant, and that all comes from that prohibition of research, and it's really unfortunate because uh, I really believe that cannabis can be part of someone's regimen, not only for symptom management, but also for anti-cancer uh, properties. And that may be controversial to people, but uh, this is what I do in my everyday life, treating patients, and it's what I've seen. Um, in the movie, um, there's one young man whose parents have given me permission to talk about him. His name's AJ, and you don't really see his whole... There were actually two AJs in the movie. This is the older boy who had bone cancer, and he came to me um, from a referral from a fairly cannabis-friendly physician who just thought, you know, nothing's managing this child's pain. He had metastatic uh, bone cancer. It was in his vertebra. It was in his uh, leg. It was in his lungs. Um, he had over 20 tumors and uh, opioids were no longer holding his pain and he was on very high dose opioids. He had just had an operation to take out yet another piece of his body. They kept just cutting out pieces of his body, which is just barbaric if you ask me. Um, but I understand, you know, kind of the, the concept behind that, but it just at some point becomes somewhat barbaric. And anyway, so when they came to me, um, this is the thing is that these parents were, this is back in 2015, these parents were terrified. They could not believe they were sitting in my office, but they were very desperate. Uh, the young man uh, couldn't even walk. His father had to lift him out of the wheelchair and lay him on the examination table. 
Uh, he was wearing a big halo that was, which is kind of this device that holds your neck together so that you, you know, cause he was post-op from this procedure. I mean, it was just, it was a horrific situation. And they had been told, the child had been told, but the parents had been told that, you know, he was not going to probably make it past the summer. And they were sent for pain management. And I said to them, look, there is all this literature out there that cannabis can kill cancer cells. And it, by the way, he happened to be on a chemotherapy that there was a study in mice that showed that that particular chemo plus cannabinoids worked much better than either one alone. And again, it was in mice, but... I figured, you know what, we got nothing to lose because we all kind of know what right. the outcome was, is going to be. They told, right. And the parents told, were told there was nothing yeah, else nothing they could else. do for him. And by the way, the documentary is called Weed the People, just in case people are interested. It's a good documentary. And so, anyway, go ahead. And I have to say that I, you know, at the time I have a, t I had a teenage boy and here's a teenage boy and I'm devastated by this child's prognosis. And I thought, there's no way that I'm going to let them go down, like let this boy die without a fight. And I said to the parents, I don't have a lot of data to support this, but I think it's worth a try because there is some evidence that, in, and by the way, the, the, the chemo was, they were giving was what we call palliative. It wasn't even at dosing that one would consider because, but in pediatrics, nobody wants to take away treatment and send a child home. Or I, you know, people do that, but it's, it's the, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's a horrible situation. So anyway, I started him on, um, on high doses. Now I started low dose and told him to titrate up. And at the time, you know, they were using that highly concentrated cannabis oil. Um, and again, remember 2015 in California, nothing's regulated. So I'm just hoping it is what the company says it is that they bought from. And it was a company that had provided cannabis, or actually these two companies had provided cannabis to other patients that seemed to be pretty reliable and did get their oil tested. So I felt comfortable with him on those oils. And I will never forget the text message I get. It was a particularly difficult day. I had a diff very difficult patient in my, pre adult patient in my office. Um, and I was just kind of at the end of the day, I had had it and I get this text, Dr. Goldstein, you have to call me right away. And it was this boy's mother. And I thought, oh no, something happened. And I was, uh, by the time I was able to call her back, I had already worked myself up into a tizzy that something awful had happened <laughs> to this boy. And basically what she said to me is all of his tumors are gone. We can't believe it. His oh pet God. scan is how negative. long, how long had this been? Three, that he had been doing it, it for three, three months of a combination chemo plus cannabis. Um, and I called his oncologist a couple weeks later and she was, she's a very um, upfront, no nonsense lady who I adore. And she said to me, frankly, he should be dead. I have never in my 30 years of being a pediatric oncologist, have I seen this cancer turn around at this stage? So there is something here. And look, as I said, the parents were ter terrified. In the first week, they were able to wean him off the opioids almost completely. So just to see their child having less pain and be able to get up out of bed, because they hadn't seen that. Also, he was having very high fevers from the cancer. The fevers went away. So there are all these little things like, oh, he feels good. So we're just going to keep doing this. And none of us expected this turnaround. Now, since that time, I have had other patients who we've been able to reverse. I have a, 
an adult melanoma patient who did really well. She did full plant-based other types of treatment, but included cannabis. Um, I have, there's a little girl in the movie that had a Wilms tumor, kidney cancer. And after the kidney was removed, she ended up relapsing and the chemo was harming her. And we ended up giving her cannabis plus chemo for some time and then just cannabis alone. And she is now much older in remission for many years. And by the way, the young man that I've already talked about, AJ, he has been in remission now going six years. So, um, so, uh, well, maybe it might be seven years now, actually. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and this is the thing is that it, one, it shouldn't be last resort Two, you definitely have to talk to a physician about it. And three, you have to acknowledge the fact, and I acknowledge this to everybody we don't know enough yet. Dr. Deddy Mieri is doing incredible research as well as, you know, the group in Spain and multiple other groups doing, you know, the bench research to try to figure out which cannabinoids kill which cancers, right? But this is a, this is a very complex um, uh, uh, topic and there's no way that just, you know, a group here and a group here is going to figure it out. We need to have a lot more money going into this. Why should we ignore cannabinoids? And I think part of it is pharmaceutical companies, you know, they want to patent a product and own a product and be able to make money off that product. I get that. But at the same time, you know, how many people have died unnecessarily because no one ever said to them, add cannabis to your chemo regimen. Right. But I mean, definitely, we have to, you know, start to see more clinical trials, certainly, um, you know, and what I tell people, too, is if you're already doing it, it's one thing if somebody comes to you and it's end stage, and they've said, I've done nothing. And then, but if they come, to, you know, in the past for me, and I, I don't see as many children as you do, but, you know, patients will come with cancer, they want to stop everything, but the cancer, the treatments they're on show that it can abate it a bit. But, you know, there's just, I, I, I'm pro cannabis, but I still we need to see more research. And that's and clinical trials, not just yeah. preclinical, that's not the just preclinical, right, we need right. research in humans. So right. there is, you know, a, a study that looked at glioblastoma multiforme, which is a devastating um, brain tumor that, you know, kills most of the people who get it in a very short time. And there's a study using a one-to-one -one ratio of THC and CBD showing that the patients who got chemo um, didn't live as long as the patients who got chemo plus cannabis. But I also want to point out that there's some research coming out of Israel that's very important looking at using cannabis with immunotherapy. Remember, immunotherapy is a type of cancer treatment that harnesses the immune system to fight the cancer. And there are a handful of studies now showing that cannabis and immunotherapy do not lead to better outcomes. In fact, they may speed along your demise. So this is why people using cannabis, if they have cancer or they have a loved one with cancer, should absolutely talk to a trained cannabis, a physician, somebody with some knowledge about it so that at least you don't, one, speed up death, and two, you understand what you're, what you're getting yourself into, and three, you have some of the latest information. You know, there's a recent study that looked at CBD and CBG being even a better combination than THC and CBD, and then someone doesn't have to be put under, you know, the effects of THC. There are people who want to continue to work and, and, and function 
um, while they're under cancer treatment. And, you know, if we stick them on really high dose THC, they kind of can't do that, right? Because they can't drive their car. And, you know, some of these patients are taking very high doses and they're just impaired. And so it's a, um, so many questions. But at the same time, what I'll say is that even just for symptoms, I feel cannabis is extremely helpful for symptomatic treatment of all of the side effects of chemo. And um, I, I also encourage all patients to be honest with their oncologists and say, I do want to include this in my regimen to help mitigate some of the side effects and maybe minimize some of the, you know, multitude of medications, side effect medications. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And the other thing about the immunotherapies, we know the endocannabinoid system is very active in the immune system and can dampen, you know, it has anti-inflammatory effects. So obviously, if you're on an immune modulating therapy, um, you know, the recommendation is, especially if it's something like an infusion and someone's taking cannabis for other things, I usually recommend that couple days before the infusion, a couple days after for sure. Um, and let their doctor know about, you know, and don't take cannabis during that time. But um, yeah, I think that that's something that's, that's important. But um, it's, you know, there's so much good preclinical out there. We just need, um, you know, more human trials for it. So um, right, the freedom, the freedom to do the human trial, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, I understand. Let's talk briefly, um, because I'm sure that after hearing this podcast, everyone wants to learn more from you, Dr. Goldstein. There is uh, a new book that just came out, I guess, 2020 called Cannabis is Medicine. It's an update from her old book, which was the original book I had cannabis revealed that mine is like dog eared, written on all kinds of things. It was really one of the first cannabis books that I got myself and really started reading before I went and got my, <laughs> my master's and such. So tell me a little bit about how you, how you came about writing this book. I mean, somebody asked you to do it, correct, from all your experience? Yeah. So, well, it was actually a patient who was a guy who was probably in his late 20s. Uh, he came to see me. He had a renal failure and was getting dialysis. And he's, you know, dialysis is so hard on the body and it can make you really nauseous and just make you feel miserable. Um, he was waiting for a, a transplant, and but he was an extremely bright guy and very, very interested in cannabis medicine. And he would come in, and I would try to educate him on, you know, anything I had read, anything. And you know, we talked about the endocannabinoid system and the cannabinoids and how they interact with the receptor and all of that kind of deep science. And he said to me, you know, where do I get this information? How do I, is there one place I can go to get all this information? And I kind of dawned on me, I better write a book. That I said, uh, you know, I said, I've gleaned all this because I just read all these papers and I just, you know, I've got my face in, in, the, in the research and then I have the clinical side in my practice and I kind of can put it all together. But I could see how somebody who's not doing those things would want to, you know, learn from like a textbook, basically. So I set out to write the book probably um, mid-2014 and I, you know, it's, it's as a, between a mom and working and trying to have a life and so on. You know, you do a little bit here, right. a little bit there. And then I finally set myself a deadline of December 2016. And that book, Cannabis Revealed, ended up being uh, self-published. I had gotten a, um, a deal with a publisher, but they wanted to hold on to it for another, like, year and a half. And remember, in 2018, November 2018 is when um, California passed their adult use. So 
I kind of wanted the book to get out there. So I published it as under, you know, myself and um, it got a lot of very good reviews. It it won a runner up for the American Botanical Council. He's very proud of the book. And um, yeah, it sold a lot of copies. And then um, in 2019, I was approached by a publisher who said, you know, we'd like to have a book in our um, list that, and you seem to be the person to do it. And they acquired Cannabis Revealed, which then was rewritten as Cannabis as Medicine. I'd say probably 80% of the book was rewritten. And this is the thing you and I are talking about. We need more research and all this, but you know, there's a lot of research out there already. And from 2016 to 2020, everything had, you know, so many things had happened there was so much research and so much more clinical information. So that's why I rewrote the book. And then, you know, as, as you know, it came out at the end of 2020. Um, And I'll tell you right now, the book is the basis of my YouTube channel that I just started this month. So that's brand new. I'm putting out one to two videos a week on various things. So I have a medical cannabis and autism video. I have um, how does CBD work for epilepsy, where I actually go into the science so that anybody who's really curious about the science of it, hopefully my medical colleagues will look at that video. It's not magic. We know that CBD has mechanisms (laughs) of action in the brain and body. And, you know, that's what I talk about in the video. I just did a video on cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. That's one that is a lot of myths and misperceptions. And I wanted to set the record straight. And then just this morning, a video uh, came out on what it's called, what is CBDA, where I review all the research and all uh, the findings that we have so far. So what I'm trying to do is make a library for those people who maybe aren't, don't want to read or just want to look at videos while they're on the go um, to help clarify all the science. Well, that sounds great. And we will be sure and put the links up to the YouTube uh, channel and also uh, where people can buy the book, Cannabis is Medicine by Dr. Bonnie Goldstein, B-O-N-N-I. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it because I know you get pulled and called from people all over the world to come and lecture and come and talk. And I really uh, appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us on Cannabis Grand Rounds. We really do. This has been fascinating. And I know people are going to want to listen to all of the knowledge that you've imparted on us. So thanks again. Thank you, Lee. Great to be here. All right. You've been listening to Cannabis Grand Rounds with Dr. Bonnie Goldstein. I'm Dr. Levin Oker. This is a podcast for clinicians by clinicians. Thank you for listening. All information, material, and content on this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional and or medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment by a qualified physician or healthcare provider. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. Cannabis Grand Rounds LLC does not offer personal health or medical advice. If you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or call 911 immediately.